0: I'm so grateful you're here. Seriously, there are so many podcasts, YouTube videos, Instagram stories, TikToks. There's so many different ways that you can get information, and the fact that you're listening to my podcast means the world to me. It really, truly does, and I don't take it lightly that you're listening. I know time is valuable and I'm just so grateful that you spent a little time listening to my show. And if you are enjoying the show, I would be so, so grateful if you left a little review reviews and ratings help me get my message into more people's earlobes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Earlobes, heads, I don't know. Get gets go somewhere. I know that for a fact. Not exactly sure how it works, but I know it does. So I'd be really, really appreciative if you left me a review. That's all. I just am grateful for you. But well, let's get into the show because today's episode is all about making that little voice, that little inner critic that brings on the self-doubt, how to make that little inner critic your ally. Because when you harness the power of making self-doubt an ally, you, my friend, can be unstoppable. The reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because this conversation has been coming up a lot with my clients and friends and just in conversation in general. And I've realized that self-doubt, it gets a bad Rep, it like has a terrible reputation. People think that self-doubt is a sign or an indicator that you're not supposed to be doing what you want to do. And I'm going to challenge that today. Now, let's be real. Doubt is a natural and necessary part of one's life. It's necessary. Why is it necessary? Because chances are you haven't experienced any meaningful growth without self doubt. So, if you've experienced self doubt, that means you've grown, which is a big high five because growing is essential to being a human being. Our purpose as humans is to grow and evolve. So, if you've experienced self doubt, that means you've grown, that means you're evolving, that means you're an awesome human. High five. The problem with self-doubt is it undermines your goals and your dreams and your aspirations because often we hear the doubt in our mind and we feel it in our body and we think it is a sign that we're not meant to pursue what we're pursuing. And that couldn't be further than the truth. And before you turn off this episode, just hear me out. This isn't something that I have personally come up with, but it is something I have experienced experienced in my own journey. And I've also helped my clients along with theirs. So uh, a couple years ago, when I was starting my business, I read the book, the war of art by Stephen Pressfield, not the art of war. That's a totally different book. And if you pick that up, you're going to be very confused. Uh, but the war of art is a phenomenal book about breaking through any creative blocks and literally living the life that you are meant to live based off of what your calling is in life. Now, before I get all woo-woo on you, this can be applied to any sort of meaningful work. Now, resistance is a normal part of life as well, and we often feel a wall of resistance when we are pursuing things that mean something to us. Now, this is important to understand because when we feel that resistance, we often think, well, I guess uh, we're not meant to do that. There's a big wall that I'm experiencing and I'm just not supposed to take that step because we are so afraid of failing. Our system, our education system, and I'm going to try my best not to go off on a rant, (laughs) but our education system does not fit the need of All different types of learners. And I'm raising my hand because I did not work in our traditional education system. We are taught to be competitive. We are taught that we have to achieve and get straight A's or else we are failures. We are not taught how to fail. So at a very early age, we are taught that if you don't achieve and get the good grades, that means you're failing and if you fail, you will get left behind. I had that experience. I didn't do well in math, and I was always put behind in math. And so I just accepted that's how I was in school. And it always put me in this place that I was always just behind. And that couldn't have been further than the truth. I just didn't fit in the traditional schooling method. But anyway... What's fascinating about this is we're not taught how to fail. And the reason why we experience resistance and we think we're not supposed to do it is because we're afraid of failure. But the ironic thing is we're failing by not trying, right? Like self-doubt can take away our dreams, our goals. Just it doesn't even let us try to fail because we go, "Er, nope, that feels dangerous. That doesn't feel good. I'm not going to do it. So... I don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's uncertain, so I'm not going to try it all. But then the ironic thing is we end up failing by not doing it anyway. So something that I want to invite you to try on today, just a thought, a belief that I carry is self-doubt. It is an ally. And the reason why self-doubt is an ally is because it serves as an indicator of aspirations. It reflects love, love of something we dream of doing and desire, desire to do it. If you find yourself asking yourself and your friends, am I really a blank? Am I really a writer? Am I really a coach? Am I really a doctor? The answer is Yes, if you're questioning what you desire to do, the answer is yes, you are meant to be that person. My favorite quote in the book, The War of Art, is the counterfeit is wildly self-confident and the real one is scared to death that quote has stuck with me. It has resonated with me. It is like shook me at my core because it's so true. If you feel fear, it's just an indicator that you're on the right path and you just got to lean into it. And I'm, I'm talking about not even, this is not real fear. Like this is just that fear of failing, fear of looking bad, fear of making a mistake, which If you do any of those things, the beautiful thing is you're going to survive. It's not like fear of like being on the side of a mountain on a slack rope, which there's a chance that you could die if you're not harnessed in. That's a totally different type of fear. I am talking the type of fear of rejection. That's not real fear. So the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because if you can take on this belief, you can literally be unstoppable. Now, when you are stuck in this place, it can be hard to view it from this perspective. So I want to make sure that I leave you with some tangible things today to help you really cultivate that belief that self-doubt is an ally. So before we get into how to make self-doubt an ally. Let's talk about what self-doubt is. Like, where does this come from? And all that self-doubt is, is that little annoying inner critic voice in your head. I call it an inner mean girl compliments of Melissa Ambrosini. Um, In some books, I've read it as The Inner Critic. Other books, I've read The Gremlin. I mean, whatever you want to call it, it's just not a very nice voice. Now, the thing about The Inner Critic is it really does want, it's really looking out for your well-being. The Inner Critic's purpose is to keep us safe. So basically, they lobby in our minds against taking risk, and that inner dialogue, it often reminds us of the limitations and the constraints that we've put on ourselves to avoid being humiliated or being put in a place of rejection or danger. And I say that in quotes because you're not really in danger if you're afraid of getting rejected. Um, But that voice is just meant to protect us. Now, if you don't know this, it's very easy to think that voice is your truth, but it's not. It is. Couldn't be Further than the truth. And this is important to know because it's just a thought. It's really, it doesn't, we give way too much power to those thoughts and beliefs. Like it's good to listen to it and understand, Oh, Hey, I'm having this thought. I wonder what this means. But what happens is we have a bad thought, a negative thought. I don't want to say bad because thoughts are neither bad or good. They're just thoughts. Um, you have a thought and then we label it bad or good or negative or positive And then we go, st- go down this whole, psych Cy- downward cycle. So it's important to pay attention, understand that there's just a little voice in your head and you are not that voice. And I'm going to try my best not to get woo woo on to woo woo on you. But I want you to really think about you are not the voice, that inner critic that inner dialogue. You are the observer of those thoughts. So if you can separate yourself from the thoughts and the observer, that's where you gain your power. Now, The thing about the inner critic and the inner dialogue with self-doubt is you have to be aware. We can't make these thoughts just disappear. We try. We try with eating. We try with drinking alcohol. We try with smoking cigarettes. We try with social media. We try with overworking ourselves and just being busy. Like We really try to quiet those thoughts, but they will not go away. We are designed with that voice within us. But what we can do is become super aware of that voice. So like I said, just be the observer. You now You understand how the inner critic works and how it's just trying to keep you safe. So maybe you can look at it as just providing some valuable information to help you discover a path forward. By having this perspective shift, it can allow you to be more creative and proactive by approaching the challenges in your life, maybe a little bit more openly. So first you want to understand how the inner critic works. Then you want to bring awareness to it. And I'm talking about that mindfulness type of awareness, no judgment with compassion, just like, hey, okay, let's think of a negative thought that I had recently. Um, Well, one of my favorite ones is that I have no friends. And when this thought comes into my mind or like my friends are doing something and I'm not involved, I have this negative thought and my inner critic can be very nasty. And I just take a step back and I'm like, Hey, I know that that's not true. What I know to be true is I miss my friends and it allowed me to be proactive and take a stance where I can reach out to my friends instead of waiting for them to come to me. So if I wasn't aware of that, I would have just like either pushed that thought away and probably just got sucked in on social media. But instead, I was able to bring awareness to it. The next step is evaluating if it's true. And if it isn't true, what can you do about it? So once we know what the inner critic's messaging is, we can get very clear on our thoughts and options by asking what is true and what is not. So this again is allowing you to get some more information. Like how do you know it's true? And if it doesn't feel true, ask yourself, where did this thought come from? Is this my own? Because a lot of the thoughts that we have, the lot of beliefs we have, are not our own. So again, that awareness, that loving, non-judgmental awareness, allows you to decide: like, is this mine? Is it helping me? Not really. And the last step with the inner critic, my personal favorite, is a good old-fashioned reframing. So once we know what what information is not true, we can reframe our thoughts and our strategies. And this is really important because this is where you gain your power back. We give our power away to the fear, to the belief that we're not good enough, to being afraid of being rejected. We give all of our power away, but we get our power back by reframing our thoughts. So an example of this would be, let's say you have a thought that you are taking on a new project and it's really a lot and you're not even sure where to start and instantly your mind goes... I can't do this. And if you just give into that thought and you think it's true, then you're right. You won't be able to do it because your mind has literally stopped you from growing. Like I can't do it. You're closed off. You are closed for our opportunity to grow. Now, what if you reframed that thought to, I can do this one step at a time. Who can I ask for help? That thought is so empowering because not only are you opening up for growth, but you're also not afraid to ask for help because sometimes we just got to ask for help. We're not meant to do things alone. So that is the first part to making self-doubt an ally. You got to know your inner critic. You got to be aware. You have to know what's true, what's not true. And then you got to reframe. So the next part of making self-doubt an ally is using that self-doubt as an opportunity for self-reflection, self-inquiry, just understanding a little bit more about yourself, self-discovery. If you have the lens of non-judgment, it can be so liberating from yourself and those Nasty beliefs that keep you feeling small. So the next time you experience self-doubt, which might be a little bit later today or tomorrow, consider asking yourself some questions. Everything you need to know about yourself is through questioning. A couple of questions that you can ask yourself when you experience self-doubt. One, what benefits am I receiving by still holding on to this feeling of doubt? Number two, what might I have to take responsibility for if I were to give up believing in this doubt? Number three, what's a small step I can take today to put these new insights here into action? So if you're reflecting on the self-doubt it's important to be as open as you possibly can. So what benefits am I receiving by still holding on to this feeling of doubt? Most likely the benefits is your comfort zone. You don't have to rock the boat. You can kind of just keep coasting. You can kind of stay the same. You can be complacent because it's like, oh, ah, I'm happy. It's not that bad. But the problem is you don't grow. You're not going to reach that next level of whatever it is that you want for yourself. Now, in order to do this, you really have to open up and take responsibility if you're willing to give up this self-doubt. So maybe you have to own the fact that you don't necessarily know exactly how you're going to achieve what you want to achieve. That's okay. Maybe you have to take responsibility that you're afraid of failing. Maybe you just have to own the fact that You have been playing small for so long and you don't even know where to start. It's all good. None of that is a bad thing. But as soon as you start owning it, again, this is where your power lies. And then of course, the small step you can take. I mean, this is always the important thing is it doesn't have to be this big, massive action or change. It can be small. So if you find out something new, about yourself and you're not exactly sure what to do just ask yourself what's something small I can do today and maybe like for example the podcast I felt a lot of self-doubt creating it because I thought who wants to listen and really when I inquired about what that meant it was just I was afraid to be judged I was afraid to be rejected And the responsibility that I had to take was not everyone's going to like me and that's okay. And that's been a really hard one for me to fully embrace, but this show has helped me fully open up to that. And the small step that I took when creating this podcast was I had a friend hold me accountable. I made an outline of the shows and I made sure that I had someone checking in on my launch date. And if it wasn't for my sweet friend, Alex, shout out, psyched wellness. Um, She didn't even know that she played such a big role in really holding me accountable to get this launched. But that was the small step that I took and it made the biggest difference. Okay, moving on. So now that you can use self-doubt as an opportunity to self-reflect and self-discover, the next way to make self-doubt an ally is to use doubt as an opportunity to get clear on your values. Now, homegirl could talk about values and I will save that for another episode. But when we're experiencing doubt in our life, it is such a good chance to reflect on your values and what you believe in. If you know your core values, which spoiler alert, you really should. If you want to know yourself, you got to know your values. The reason this is so important is your values are your inner compass. They are literally your GPS to helping you navigate through moments of doubt and move towards greater alignment towards your truth. And what I mean by this is who you really are, not who you, the mask that you put on or who you think you need to be or should be, or, um, you know, what you aspire to be, just who you are at your core. And I love using values to de- to make decisions because it's super easy to decide when you know who you are and that comes back to your values. So a question that I like to ask myself is how would I act, speak and think in the situation if I were acting in alignment with my highest values? This is so important because if you're not, you will at least be aware of where you're incongruent between your stated value and how you're actually living. So let's say you value your family, but you are constantly up late working. You're on your computer during downtime, and you're not prioritizing time to be together. In that case, The next time you doubt whether or not you should be taking on extra work, it might be a good idea to check in with your values first because it's an indicator that you might be out of alignment. So this helps you filter through all of the things and decisions that you have to make. So if you're doubting something, run it through the filter of your values, and then you can make a very easy decision based off of that. Using self-doubt to build a strong practice of self-compassion. Oh my gosh, this is everything. I mean, self-compassion is such a critical skill and self-compassion is basically another way to say self-love and you know how I feel about self-love. But the reason why this is so important when we're practicing being compassionate towards ourselves, we are less critical. We can't be critical and compassionate at the same time. And when we're in a place of love and acceptance of ourselves, we are less afraid to fail and more willing to make mistakes and more open to making changes. Self-compassion basically can help you be more level-headed, grounded, and confident during moments of doubt. Practicing self-compassion, I mean, it is like everything else. It is a practice. It is a muscle. You have to do this regularly, especially if you're really critical and hard on yourself and you experience a lot of doubt. So the next time you're in a place of doubt and you want to shift into a place of compassion, ask yourself, how might I respond to myself right now if I was treating myself with the same level of compassion that I would offer a good friend in this situation. This is so powerful. I use this with my clients all the time. Whenever they're being really hard on themselves or they're doubting themselves or they're insecure, I ask them, I'm like, how would you talk to a friend? How would you talk a friend through this? And it just completely flips the script. And I just tell them I'm like you're being inauthentic if you would talk to a friend this way but you wouldn't talk to yourself. You have to start with yourself. You have to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to someone that you love so deeply because any all of this stuff is pointless if you don't love yourself, like you have to love yourself. And I'm not saying like you have to like yourself all the time because I do shit all the time that I'm like, I don't like that. I did that, but I still love myself. Like I still love and accept who I am, where I've been and where I'm going. And that foundation is the key. It is the key to a fulfilling, happy, joyful life because you accept the darkness, you accept the shadows, you accept the doubt, you accept all of that like good. because it helps you experience that goodness 10 times more than if you were just trying to fake it the whole entire time. So back to that question. Sorry, I just went off on a tangent, but back to that question. How might I respond to myself right now if I was treating myself with the same level of compassion I would offer to a good friend? This is important. You want to get as specific as possible. If you can identify two or three detailed things that you can do to start the practice of compassion right away, it might be as simple as taking a deep breath. It might be as simple as a quick reminder that you're doing the best you can, whatever it is, you got to make sure you follow through self-compassion only works if it's acted upon. It's not enough just to talk about it. You have to act on it. You have to practice it daily. So there you have it. Ways to make self-doubt an ally. Mm. Are you still doubting yourself or are you on the ally train? I really want you to play around with this belief and the next time you have a negative thought or you're doubting yourself or you're feeling insecure, I really want you to just take a moment, take a breath, And just ask yourself, what is this trying to tell me? And just be open to it. The quieter you can be, the more you can listen to yourself. The answers will come up. You actually would be very surprised that you have all the answers that you need within you. You really do. There's just a lot of noise that's distracting you from it. And if you can just ask yourself and get quiet, you will find the answer. And the next time you're feeling self-doubt, I just want you to know that it indicates that there is a dream and a vision inside of you that is waiting to manifest through you, whatever that is, whatever it is that you want. And that is an indicator that you're on the right path. Whenever my clients are feeling doubt, I'm like, yes, you're doing something right. My friends especially when it comes to creating or putting things out there in the world or pursuing a new job or leaving a job or leaving a relationship. Oh my gosh, that is like so amazing when they have that experience and they push through it. One of my incredible clients who I've been working with for almost two years, uh, we hit, I've been through a lot of ups and downs, and I've been by her side through it all. And I remember when she slayed the resistant dragon and broke through the barriers of self-doubt, and she's literally been, in my eyes, unstoppable ever since. And I know that it's possible for you too. So next time you experience some doubt, just want you to take a step back and give yourself some space and tell yourself, that this is a sign that I'm on the right path and I'm doing exactly what I meant to be doing. Just allow it to be there. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. It was so great hanging out with you. If you have any questions or if I was rambling and this wasn't clear, send me a message. I'd be happy to discuss this more with you. In fact, my, my, girlfriend, and my career coach, Melissa McGurgan, and I are hosting a free webinar on Thursday. That's right, this Thursday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. And we're going to dive into some more actionable, tangible tips that you can take to break through self-doubt and insecurity in life, but specifically while you're going through the process of searching for a new job or just making a big life change. So come hang out with us on Thursday. We'd love to see you. If you can't make it, it's no big deal. Sign up for it anyway, and you will get the replay. We've been working on a little something, something, and we're going to share on Thursday as well. So if you want to go deeper into this topic come and hang out. I'd love to see your beautiful face. It'll be on zoom. It'll be live. I'll be hanging out with you. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. So I hope you have a beautiful day or morning or evening, whatever time of day you're listening to this. And remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it. My friend, I'll catch you next time.